Cool. Uh, hold on. You ready to go? Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, hold on. All right, let me, um, okay. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Uh, it's, it's Father's Day. Um, I am joined by someone who's not a father, and I'm not a father, so, you know, there's that. Uh, today I'm joined by my old friend and good buddy, uh, Alex Molnar. How you doing today? Well, sleepy, but good. It's yeah. kind of a gray, misty day up here in Chicago. So. It's a hot and miserable one down in here in Austin, but well, you know, well. <laughs> that's to be expected. Uh, so yeah. yeah, as I said off top, uh, it is Father's Day. I want to give a special shout out to my stepdad, Will Charles, uh, and my brother, who this is his first Father's Day he's celebrating. He just had a baby at the beginning of the year. Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and everyone else, of course, you know. Uh, it, all the dads, all the stepdads, all the uncles, all the, you know, single moms that had to be mom and dad to their kids. You know, shout out to all y'all today. Alex, you want to give any special shout outs today? Um, I mean, I talked to my dad already and he's not on the internet, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, all the dads, all the dads and the dad-like figures and <laughs> people who adopt children. Also, also a good point. officially and unofficially, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's really weird. I don't talk to my my biological dad, so like, mm-hmm. and my stepdad he doesn't. I mean, he he doesn't care. Like he's he's cool with it. Like he appreciates it. Like I sent yeah. him a text, but it's not like <laughs> it's not like the end of the world. I usually don't remember it's right. Father's Day because I don't take the holiday that seriously. Like I don't really follow. Like, right. It's usually like the Thursday or Friday before that I'm like, oh yeah, it's Father's Day this weekend. <laughs> like uh-huh. like I was more focused on the uh, the women's soccer. The World Cup, we played Chile today and we beat them. I was like, oh, yeah, today's Father's Day. That's right. <laughs> uh, but you actually had a busy day today. And you've had a couple busy – you've had a, a few busy days in a row. You are in a show. Am I correct? Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing a play right now. It's called Grace or the Art of Climbing. Um, and it is a show about a woman who her fiancé uh, breaks up with her. And so she – goes back to her father's house um, and uh, decides to start rock climbing as a means of dealing with her grief. Um, And so it is, it is about mental health and it's about relationships and it's about family and, and following your dreams and it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot. Uh, if I'm asked, like, yeah. are you like a supporting role? Are you the lead role? What's your wh- where are you at in this? I, I am the lead. I am the lead role. So it's all it's all about M, and M is the character that I play. It's been incredible. It's the most lines that I've ever had to learn in my life. So that's a thing. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah that's what I wanted to ask. I was like, was this? Is this your first like lead role? Have you been in other lead roles? Or are you mostly? I mean, what's your been in your involvement? If you want to give the listeners a, a quick rundown of your history, your acting performances, and all that. Sure. Yeah. Um, mostly, I've done supporting cast kind of stuff. Um, when I was in college, I did a couple of lead things, um, but nothing, nothing on this level. Um, this is this is a ninety-minute show, and <laughs> I do not leave the stage for more than like two or three seconds the entire time oh my god (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, no. that sounds intense, man. And then I think I've seen some photos it of is. you, and you, it is rock climbing, like you said. So you're like suspended yeah. from the roof or something like that, right? Yeah, so theaters have what's called a fly system, and the fly system is where we hang the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, at one point, I am on on ropes, tied into ropes that are uh, on the fly system, and they carry my weight. So, so any uh, casting directors out there, Alex does her own stunts. Just have that for the record. <laughs> I try. I try. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, uh, Just a shame, more shameless plug. Like, who's uh, if anyone in Chicago is listening? Like, where can they catch it? How many shows are left, or anything like that? Yeah. uh, So it's at stage seven seven three. I don't remember what the address is exactly, but it's on Belmont for anyone who cares. Yeah. Um, It's running through July seventh. Um, and I will actually be out of town this coming weekend. I'm going to a wedding, but my understudy is going to be going on the wonderful Kathleen Brumbach, and uh, she's going to kill it. So that's awesome, man. Uh, it was yeah, it was uh, it was good to see you. Uh, I think we, I don't think I've had you on since I came to Chicago. Like that was in no. December. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. That was really yeah, cool, man. It was great to grab lunch with you and your uh, brother and uh, – I'm sorry. I'm forgetting her name. I apologize. But it was nice Tyler, to hang out with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were they were engaged? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> they, they just got engaged. They oh, okay, okay. Engaged. I was about to say. I was like, wow. Yeah. But they were good people, man. We yeah. all – I think we were all Franklin yeah. grads, so that was uh, that was something to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, I tried to actually. We originally earlier this year, I wanted to have you on uh, earlier, but because of your uh, schedule, it was it didn't work out. Yeah. But it's all good. But I wanted yeah. to get you on to talk about Game of Thrones. Has the dust settled? Are you still feeling a certain way about it? Anything you want to share with the group? I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. This season was essentially a plot summary of what the season should actually have been. Like, it, if, if someone had told me all of these points as, as if to say, so this is kind of the overview, you, you know, they, they flush it out a lot more when you're actually watching it, I would have been like, oh, cool, that sounds dope as fuck. But what actually happened was just like, here are all the main points. We're not going to give you any backstory or any supporting narrative for this. And all of the character work that we've done in six to eight seasons uh, just doesn't matter. Don't worry about prophecies. Don't worry about who's actually like in line for the throne. Don't worry about anything that we said that was important. Because it's not. Dragon, fight. So I'm laughing, even though Alex is already. We, Alex, you were one of the. You're one of my people. Like when I would watch the show, I would text afterwards yeah. and stuff yeah. and i would we'd share memes yeah. with each other and shit so like yeah. even, you've told me all this and it's still funny that like like i'm not laughing at your pain i'm just like god i'm so like i said on when we talked about it on the show i was like yeah. i actually enjoyed it like you're right it was abridged it was like very you know yeah but i, I it, it hit emotional moments for me it had emotional uh it, it hit emotional peaks for me and i was like you know what wasn't the best season but I enjoyed it, and I don't know. If, again, I still haven't decided. Am I the crazy one, or is the rest of the world crazy? I think it might be me, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. Everything is everything is 
Like, mm-hmm. taste is so subjective, and quality, to some extent, is also subjective. So, like, you know, if you like it, you like it. And, like, I, I have been trying to work on not shitting on people for the things that they enjoy. Yeah. I just feel like it could have been so much better, and I am disappointed in... I yeah. guess I just had too many expectations based on what they had already given us, though. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And yeah, it's it's so. like they can't really they can't really complain about like fans having unrealistic expectations uh, right. because you like the expectations. yeah, and like maybe this is HBO's fault and not D and D's fault, but like the marketing of like if you look back before it aired, like the season debuted, like the marketing was hyping it up incredibly and it was also the year-long yeah. wait and it was like it's it was just like the perfect storm like if this had come out last yeah. year it probably wouldn't have been as bad people would have still been myth but you know it's right it's oh buddy i it, just i don't understand why they chose why they would decide to when they had the option of making two seasons yeah. because it really if it had been two seasons it would have been perfect if it had been 10 episodes it would have been perfect yeah but it was so short, and I don't understand why they chose to do that. And, like, listening to the actors talk about it, the filming schedule was unreal. Yeah, the production, you know, were, yeah, behind it, yeah. Yeah. So, of course things are going to be sloppy. Of course you're going to have fucking Starbucks cups and water bottles all over set because people are tired. Yeah. You know? And they're not doing their best work, and I don't understand why you would not give yourself the time to do your best work on the season, the last season, Yeah, you know? I, I listen to uh, a few of Kevin Smith's podcasts, right? And I, I really love mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, and he's kind of the inspiration behind this whole show. But anyway, uh, he made a great point. Like, he was, he, he was watching, he said on one of his pods that uh, it was like, uh, the last episode, right? Like, it was an hour and 20 minutes or yeah. something like that. And, he was like yeah. he kept checking his clock because he's like y- y- y'all know this is like the last episode ever right like right. he's like is this what we want to be doing right now like in the last episode right. ever and I'm like yeah that's a good point that's a really good point yeah it's just like we, we spent 45 seconds staring at Tyrion yeah like just literally staring at him lying on the floor for what purpose then we watched him rearrange chairs for five minutes for what purpose <laughs> Like, yeah, the it whole. It would have been funny yeah. if we had had the other, like the background and all the character development. Otherwise, that was happening. Yeah, but we didn't get that. Yeah, and it's. I think my biggest thing about it was, um, if Bran was such an important character, why did you leave him out Where of the, season five completely? Like, it's like if right. he was like the linchpin of all of this. this season? Yeah, <sighs> it's a shame. Also, it's a the shame. idea that he has the best. Story? Yeah. Are you kidding? Me? Yeah, it was like, okay, I see what you're you're trying to get at, but you guys are like the writers of this show. Like y'all y'all literally right. couldn't come up with a better delivery. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's amazing. Like in hindsight, now uh, now that we're like what yeah. a month and a half removed, it's like, eh, you know, eh. Yeah, it, 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 I. You would have thought that like this that season would have more lasting power, but I feel like we've all just 
collectively moved oh, it's on. It's over. What yeah. a shame. I mean, I'm still, like, obsessed with all the Reddit memes yeah. about Game of Thrones. Like, I saw one today. It was uh, Rhaegar and Lyanna, and it said, Happy Father's Day to the least relevant father of all time. <laughs> Dude, dude, I sent you that Varus one, right? That uh Yes. Oh my god, dude, the Varus that last panel where it's it just like tis the season for treason. Oh buddy, I I oh my gosh, that was so funny. That was so good. Oh god. Oh, that yeah. also pissed me off. Varus is smarter than this. Yeah. He survived the bad king. Are you kidding me? He was just out in the open, like, hey John, you wanna overthrow yeah. Danny. It's like, bro, you think you could be a bit more subtle with this? Like, on the beach, while everyone's just pulling their shit at <laughs> What? Like, he has, he's barely gotten off the boat, and Varys is like, yo, bro, let's talk. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, oh man. It was, it was, it was something. But, uh, maybe I'm probably so gonna bad. do, sure. after, you know, probably in the dead of July, I don't know, maybe it yeah. might be too late. It might be. It's a lot. I don't know. I don't know when I'll rewatch it, but I do plan to rewatch it eventually. And I'm hoping, mm-hmm. knock on wood, it ages well. Yeah. And I think it will. I hope it will. But yeah, I think I'm gonna do a rewatch at some point in this year. Yeah. There yeah. are parts of it that I did enjoy. Yeah. You know, and like the the as much as I would have liked for the final that the 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 battle with the fucking. Um, White Walkers? Yes. To have been visible in any way. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a pretty decent episode. The, the one before that was pretty decent as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, no, actually, I'm, I'm going to say this. The Battle of the White Walkers was a great episode. I will say that. Because, like, following Arya around like that, like, holy shit. Through, yeah. When she's with her staff, and then, like, when she just fucking decides... I'm I'm I out. I gotta go. I just starts running. Like I was yeah. like, oh my god! It was that was a really incredible episode. Yeah, and the, I loved it. The only it's like, look, man, we get what you're trying to do with this dark ass like setting and mood here, but all right. right, come on, like, come on, man. But like, come on, a little, oh, like a little bit, like we can't see. Yeah, anything. like if you have to like adjust your television to enjoy something, exactly. you're doing something wrong. <laughs> I watched like a lightened version of it, and yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, this is so much better because I can see what's happening." Yeah, you can see the actual roiling mass of undead yeah, yeah, coming yeah. up at the line. Yeah, like you know why they're fucking terrified. Yeah, it was. I didn't even know that they was. I didn't know that they were literally rolling yeah. like a wave. Yeah, until I watched it in a more with somebody who somebody like lightened it up. Yeah, it was. It was. <sighs> Yeah, that was an incredible episode. It was a know? really good episode. Uh, but who knows? Something else will fill its spot. Like, I'm in the middle of Veep right yeah. now. Veep's really good. Uh, yeah. And Westworld's coming back next year. Hopefully that'll be good. Although it season is. two was season two was kind of, mm, yeah. I don't know. That season I, one I was so it, good. But, the know. season one of Westworld was so good. At season yeah. two, I was just like, yeah. okay, what's going on here? Okay, sure. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. season three, hopefully season I, three know, is good. You know, honestly, I'm not even sure that I finished season two because I started watching it with some friends and then, like, just never got around to finishing it. Yeah. It, uh, it ends, like, you know, and, like, 
Well, I don't. I, I'd have to rewatch it because I don't honestly remember exactly how it ends. But like, there is a twist at the end, and I didn't see it coming. But I'm like, at this point, do I even care? Like, it's like mm, this was right. This was something, and it gets all like it takes itself so seriously. And I'm like, guys, this yeah. is a show about robots killing like humans. Like, why are we making this more complicated than it needs to be? But again. <laughs> It's the it's Jonathan Nolan, and if anyone who knows anything about Jonathan Nolan and his brother Chris Nolan and all their movies, you know, s- taking themselves a little bit too seriously is kind of their thing. But hey, you know what? Yeah. I enjoy most of it. But you know, it's it's all right. I'm looking forward to season three, but that's a year away. But yeah, man, yeah. it's uh, I just actually saw uh the new X Men movie over the weekend, and whoo, buddy, oh, that really? movie was trash. Like it was like oh, God, really? it was it wasn't unwatchable, but it was like. Not great. It was just flat. Like, everything about it was just mm. flat. Like, I was just like, I should be caring about what's going on in this screen right now, but I just, right. I can't. It's so, it was so oh. whack. But, eh, That's a bummer. It, it is what it is. It's been a good summer all, yeah. it's it's been a good spring and summer so far, uh, mostly. Uh, yeah. So, can't really complain. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but television and pop culture is not what I have you on uh, to discuss. Right. We are here to talk about something serious. Uh, I, I wanted to have you on um, because, again, anyone who's followed the show, I have a lot of my a lot of my guests are males, and you know, I'm trying to broaden those like parameters. Like, I, you've been on before. You've been on twice before. I don't remember. Uh, uh, once or twice, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. You had your own episode. I think you want a, a collaborative episode. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I really there are topics I want to address and I want to talk about on the show, mm-hmm. but. It feels inappropriate to have like another dude, like one of my bros on here to be like, yo, bro, like last last show we did an episode on abortion. And I was like, eh, I couldn't imagine just having one of my bros on and be like, yo, bro, you want to talk about abortion? It's like, that's that's not good. Two like like yeah. two like <laughs> two white guys, two or more white guys like talking about like non-specific white guy issues is kind of played out. We we got to straight we got to start moving away from yeah. that. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no shade, no shade. I'm just saying it's like, hey man, let's yeah. let's uh, let's let other people have the sticks for a while. But uh, but no, like yeah. I, I like I said last episode we did on abortion, and uh, I had my friend Morgan on, who is a mother, and like we had a very I think, you know, very honest and constructive conversation about it and stuff. I feel like it did come off a little bit too pro-choice, but that's because we're both pro-choice, and you know, I was trying to be respectful to the pro-life camp because I'm not trying to disrespect anyone. Except President Trump, fuck that dude forever, and everyone associated with him. But that's a whole other pod. I I think we did all right. Uh, but today's episode, yeah. I wanted to talk to you as a member of this community. Um, I wanted to talk mm-hmm. to you about the LGBTQ community. Yeah. You know, again, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm, but we're all going to be, you know, we're all adults. There should be all adults listening mm-hmm. to this. So I'm not trying to trigger anyone. I'm not trying to like piss off or troll anyone. I just wanted to, you know, talk about it because we haven't talked about it much on mm-hmm. this show. Uh, so, okay, let's get started, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, like I said up front, you are uh, a member of that community. Would you like to share with us, with the audience, your experience and your, your experiences and your history as, uh, on this, I guess as part of this community. I'm, I'm fumbling with words. I'm trying to be delicate here. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, I was a freshman in college, mm-hmm. um, and I 
realized or, or became aware of the fact that I am bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was weird because, like, you know, I'm from New Orleans, grew up down there, visited, you know, when we lived in Canada, we visited all the time. I have gay relatives, whatever. So I was very, like, yeah, LGBTQ, great fully on board with the L and the G. What is B? What is what? <laughs> you can, there's, you, there's more options? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So, it was, like, it was always, for me, it was one of those things that I was like, yeah, that's great. Other people are more than welcome to do whatever they want. I'm straight, though, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, like, <laughs> looking back now, like, when I look back at my childhood, and even, like, high school, middle school and high school, I'm like, of course you're bi. Duh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I distinctly remember in, like, seventh grade, I was hanging out with one of my best friends, and I don't know what prompted this or anything, but I was just like, what do you think it would be like to kiss a girl? She's like, I don't know, probably the same as it is to kiss a guy. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, what do you, what do you think it would be like? And, like, thinking about that now, I'm like, oh, Alex, you like girls, too. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. But in that moment, I was just like, no, I'm just curious. I just want to know. You yeah. know? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's interesting because I still, even now, you know, even though I'm very open about it and very vocal about supporting the LGBT community and all that kind of stuff, um, I still don't necessarily feel like I'm always quote-unquote gay enough to really, you know, be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of, I think a lot of people who don't fall into, like, the extreme um, sort of stereotype uh, roles in the LGBTQ community yeah. feel that way because it's it's this weird sort of like well you have to justify that you're queer in any way yeah you know you like have the haircut wear the clothes you know be flamboyant or be butch or whatever and so it's it has been and still is a journey for me to sort of process through what my own queerness means um and to come to terms with that, and like, I don't know how familiar you are with the politics of the LGBTQ community, but yes. there is, um, there can be some backlash against bisexuals um, because we don't fall into, you know, nice little boxes. Yes. And there there are spectrums. Even even in bisexuality, you know, there are people who prefer mostly male or mostly female or whatever. And there's this weird sort of idea like women who are bisexual are just sluts and men who are bisexual are really just gay and can't you know yeah if i if i may interject it was that was always the joke and i'm going to touch on this in a little bit uh like hell even 
even as recent as like, I don't know, a decade ago. Like it was always the joke that there's no such thing as a bi man, there's just a confused gay man. Right. Like that was always the punchline exactly. and shit like that. But, exactly. But I am it is funny to me, like how you talked about the backlash and the politics of this community. And it just makes me think, I was like, what? You mean this community of diverse people with diverse backgrounds and feelings and own their, their own identities aren't a monolith? <gasps> what? Like, I think, I think a lot of people need to get their heads around when they talk about, like, any community. Like, yeah. hey, guys, like, there are families. There are, like, close-knit families yeah. that don't necessarily agree or all want the same thing or all the same kind of right. mindset. Like, why would we assume right. that, like, a group of, like, five people – is it's like why would we assume millions of americans are like all like we're all it's the it's the right. lgbtq agenda we have meetings <laughs> we have right. we have a newsletter yeah. <laughs> right right i mean i'm not on the newsletter so like, what the fuck <laughs> it is it so is funny yeah no, it's like <laughs> hey you missed your membership dues like you got to <laughs> right <laughs> oh you have man you not put enough rainbows on your social media this month? pieces your of flair. You're really lacking low. in pieces of flair. <laughs> right. So I'm glad I'm glad we can have yeah. a I'm glad we can have a sense of humor about it. And I appreciate you sharing that yeah. with that with me and in the in the audience. Like I know that it's very weird, like I it's I've always wondered, I was like, I feel I feel kind of like it's unfair for people, mm. you know non-straight people basically right or non-cisgender or anything like that or just like that it's like mm -hmm. there is an uh, there is a, a moment for y'all an onus i guess for lack of a better word to come out like i didn't have to come yeah. out straight like i didn't have to come out you know cisgender or anything <laughs> like that i didn't have to do any of that there was no yeah. work involved it's just assumed i just i was yeah i was born this way it's the it's the heteronormative like thing so like there was no yeah. it's just it's just me i didn't have to get i didn't have to do anything but i like i always was like yeah. it's i i feel it's so unfair that and again like from what i've seen from my experience that like coming out can be a very uh positive thing positive moment in a yeah. lot of people's lives but i just still think it's unfair that there's even the need for it you know yeah yeah and the thing about it is you're never done yeah like you're never you know because there's people that you're constantly meeting new people and it's always a debate of like okay so when do i say this do i say this do i need to say this it's part of who i am and i want to own myself and own who i am fully and not like hide from people yeah but like do i need to actually verbalize it do i need to tell every individual person that i meet I am bisexual, you know? Yeah. And, like, so it's just like, hey, let's have some coffee. Guess what I buy? You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a weird thing. And <laughs> it's, it's hard for a lot of people because even, like, being, being bi or coming out as bi is yeah. not as dangerous yeah. necessarily as coming out as trans or coming out as gay or lesbian because for whatever reason... Because we, because we can pass it straight, and because there is so much misunderstanding about bisexuality, most people, maybe not anymore, but for a long time, and still to some extent, there's this idea of like, oh, well, that's a phase. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah, You'll it's experimentation. It like you said, you said you came out in college. Like, that's a big thing. Like, if people yeah. start to experiment in college, it's the, right. that's just a college thing. It's like, eh. Right. Eh. Eh. Yeah. Maybe not. Probably not. I mean... Who knows? Like, it could and, be. 
the other thing is like I am so I am so about people questioning, yeah. you know, trying new things, trying experimenting with their sexuality or their gender identity or whatever yeah. to figure out what is real for them yeah. because we don't we don't let people question. You oh know? yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I I'm all about that, but there is still very much this idea that eventually you know, bisexuals will choose. Well, someday you're going to get married, and then you'll decide, right? It's like, well, okay. Someone's going to call your bluff one day. You know that, Alex. <laughs> right. It's like... I think it's I think it's interesting what you said about like questioning. Like I was in um, yeah. I was in therapy off and on for my teens and stuff because I was a a ball of anxious nerves everywhere I went, and uh, I'm sure you know uh, that's not that's not uh, rare, uh, especially for kids between right. that age. But like so like no no disrespect or no shade to my mom or anyone like in my family, but like my therapist was the first person to ever ask, "Hey, are you are you stri- you're straight?" Right? I'm like, yeah. They're like, are you sure? He yeah. he asked me, are you sure? I was like, I, I, yeah, I, of course I am. Like I didn't, I never thought about <laughs> right. it. Like I was like, right. he's it's like, not even an option to think otherwise. Yeah, just, you are. Yeah, and it's like, and again, I am straight. I am cisgender. I am all right. these things. Um, you know, that's just who I am. But like, I'd never been right. asked. Like we grew up. It's very funny. Like me and my brother talk about this a lot because we were we were very culpable in this mindset and this mm-hmm. in this age of like the early 2000s and stuff like yeah. that and like how it was always about this like i don't know this like 21st century gay panic where it was like yeah. the worst thing you could ever call another man is you know that f word or and yeah or gay yeah. or like your little pansy or something like that it was just like yeah this like yeah. it was it's so weird that like we used to call each other that fag word yep all the time yep. like it would just not even phase us and now if we hear yep. it we cringe and it's like what would what the fuck was that yeah. all about but it's it really is like this it's this bail culture and again i'm probably like anyone listening is probably like oh my god this cuck is totally rambling on about sjw <laughs> issues i'm like yeah i know shut the fuck up if you don't like it fucking turn <laughs> off here but what i'm saying is right. like it's very it's it's interesting to me because i actually just had this conversation with a friend of mine uh, she was talking about her boyfriend, how he was like, he thought Christian Bale was, was hot. I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, he's a good looking guy. And she's like, I wonder if they, he wants to like, you know, I tried to poke him on that to explore what he was trying to say. And like, he kind of clammed yeah. up and shit like that. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I guess that is, see, I'm cool with it. At this point in my life, I am, I know I'm straight. Like I am very, right. I have been offered and I have been like, no, thank you. I'm fine, but I appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> Uh, but I yeah. know, I know my sexuality, so I'm comfortable. Like I told her, I was like, "Well, that makes sense. I think Chris Hemsworth is freaking gorgeous." Like I'm like, "Chris Hemsworth right. is a sexy motherfucker." Like I'm just like, "How can he's an extremely attractive man?" Any yeah. per like any person who sees Chris Hemsworth and doesn't go, "Yeah, that's a fucking stud right there." I'm sorry, you're in denial, or you're like repressing something right now. Like you, you have to acknowledge that. Like I know, like that doesn't make me like acknowledging another man is aesthetically right. like like incredible does not reflect or take away from any of my own sexuality and it's it's weird that it's taken this long for so much so many people in our culture to kind of embrace that yeah 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 and it's you know we have this really weird thing where i was actually i was talking to my mom about this 
who was I talking to? I can't remember who I was talking to. Maybe it was a friend of mine. About, like, it's okay for women to experiment with masculinity or, or you know, being more masculine, yeah. doing stereotypically masculine things, only so long as they're doing it as a hobby or, you know, it's a phase or if they are absolutely 100% cis and straight and, you know, gonna get married and have kids and whatever, yeah, sure, you can ride motorcycles and learn how to be a mechanic and all that kind of stuff, but the minute that you want to actually, like, make that a career or people realize that you're gay or you're trans or whatever, yeah. then it's not funny anymore. It's not cute. Yeah. But there's still, like, women are still allowed that, like... Leeway. Experimentation. Yeah. As long as it fits within the patriarchal sort of structure where it's for the amusement of men yeah. or it is amusing in some way to men and you're not actually like trying to be the thing you're just playing at it yeah. you know yeah but, but men aren't even allowed to play some are yeah it's so funny to me because like in take the military for example one Absolutely. of the most hyper masculine like yeah mach- yeah yeah machismo macho, thing, whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can play around and do, you know, silly music videos and all this kind of stuff and, like, where they're dancing and dressing up and whatever because they are, they have so many other clear indicators that they are masculine. Yeah. But if you don't have those clear indicators, you're not allowed to do it. Absolutely. And it is funny, like, if I, you said in college you... Mm-hmm. You real you became aware of these feelings and these attractions, right? And yeah. you are yeah. bisexual. Like, and it's very funny to me, like... I have no desire to experiment. Like, I've never had a desire. Yeah. But it's a shame that, like, there are probably so many uh, yeah. bisexual or gay men that were, like, that have never acted on it and, like, yeah. repressed it their entire lives and stuff. And that's how you yep. fe- that's how you hear about, like, 50 years into marriage, like, a dude breaks up with his wife and he's like, I've been gay this entire time. It's like, because right. there's no, there's no freedom. There's no, like, like, if... Yeah. It's a general, like, as a guy, there's a general perception, and maybe this is changing, um, but there's a general perception that if, you, if you're if you a guy and you have ever had a dick in your mouth or asshole, like, sorry to get graphic here, but, you're like, you are, you are gay, and there's no coming back yeah. from that. Like, there's never any, like, yeah. you know, oh, you know, I got drunk and fucked I one of my bros it. for one it's time. Like it's, it. like, it's like you're not allowed, and I, as a straight man, I yeah. want more people to have that freedom because, like, I never wanted to do yeah. it, but, like... I don't know if there. I probably have friends that have known my like for decades that have been like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I would love to try it one time, but I just I couldn't do it. I can't psychologically rationalize yeah. it away. It's like, oh man, yeah. that's, that sounds like that just feels like hell to me. Like if you told me yeah. I couldn't express because I am very vocal about when I find a woman attractive, like I am very vocal about that and I feel co- comfortable expressing those feelings. Like if you told me I had to stop and I couldn't do that, yeah. that would be ho- that yeah. would be torturous for me because it's like no, I feel. I'm allowed to express myself. I want to yeah. express myself, and I feel I just lament for any any individual, you know, anyone, man, woman, non-binary, whatever, whatever it comes under. Like if you're not allowed to express yourself, man, that's just yeah, whew, that's it's just hell. awful. Uh, yeah. But so let's get into some let's get into some stats. I pulled up the uh, UCLA School of Law Williams Institute. Uh, they have mm-hmm. LGBT data and demographics. So. Okay. Uh, according to them, uh, the gender ratio of the LGBTQ population in this country, mm-hmm. 58% are women, 
and 42% are male. And But they acknowledge, you know, it's self-reporting. So, of course, it may be different, right. but again, people need to self-identify. Uh, the LGBT, they say LGBT. I'm going to tack on Q because I'm assuming this is understood. It's implicit, but all right. LGBT <laughs> percentage of the American population, what, what would you get? What would you take a guess at? 25, 30, maybe? According to them, only 4.5%. Really? Yeah. Wow. And our home state of, <laughs> oh, God, Louisiana is so bad. Okay, so Louisiana, uh, they estimate that the LGBT percentage of the Louisiana population is 39, or sorry, 3.9%, so even less. But that's not surprising considering where, where, yeah. what we're talking about here. Uh, there's some more stats. Right. Uh, let's talk about this. It looks like of the LGBT population, 29% are raising children uh, and 71% are not. It looks like the race ethnicity breakdown is 58% of the population are white, uh, the 21% are Latino, Latina, and 12% are black, and the rest uh, is 5%. Um, it looks like the LGBT individual's average age is 37.3. Uh, I don't know why that's a fact. I don't know why. They, and they list the non-LGBT individuals. I'm like, that's cool. All right, sure. Well, the reason is... The reason that's listed is because LGBTQ people tend to have much shorter lifespans. Oh, well, damn. Now I feel like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's... You didn't know. You wouldn't you didn't think about it. Not, you know. Yeah. So. I, uh, let's see. Uh, educational attainment. That's a big factor uh, in socioeconomic mm-hmm. status. Uh, looks like, you know. Almost 40%, it looks like over 40% go to high school, get a high school degree, and it looks like 30% have some college, uh, 17% have a bachelor's, and it looks like a little over 10% have a postgrad. So, fairly, you know, typical, I would like to believe, of the larger population of, you know, everybody. But I could be wrong. I don't have the stats in front of me. I say all that because I'm really like, really like, I, 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 I thought about this, this conversation I was going to have with you, and I'm like, you know, I don't even know how many statistically like how big is this population like what what are we talking about here and again i didn't bring you on to like speak for the entire population because like i like we established y'all are not a monolith (laughs) right uh you're not a representative uh you are you're just you're just you um yeah but it's I, i i found this very interesting as well this is the last one i'll do uh the lgbt ranking people rankings in the united states the top the let's do the top five uh five with uh with 5.3 percent, the the fit the state with the most is California. With 5.4 percent yeah. is Massachusetts. With 5.5 percent is Nevada or Nevada. I don't know. I never figured out exactly how to say that. Uh, this one surprised me. These top two surprised me. Uh, number two, uh, 5.6 percent was Oregon, and with 9.8 percent, almost double everybody else is D.C. District of Columbia. Like Washington D.C. apparently huh. has the largest percentage of lgbt in their in their in their uh, population which is interesting because the rest of this ones i listed were states and most of them have millions yeah. and stuff like that but i think dc only has like 500 to 600,000 people so that's even more proportional like it's yeah i did, i was not aware of that i that struck me that i didn't think uh dc was had that sizable yeah me neither that's interesting um let me yeah. see. I don't see Illinois. Where are you? I don't see you, Illinois. I'm unfortunately, Illinois. <laughs> unfortunately, Illinois is not in the top twenty. Alex, sorry to tell you. Ah, uh, well. 
Shocking. It's a very red state outside of Chicago. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So, what do you think about that? Is it? Are you shocked by anything? Were you anything surprised by that? I guess I tend to surround myself with quite a, maybe not like super significant, but like a decent number of, of queer people. I have mm-hmm. kind of made that effort mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. So, I guess my my own little bubble exists here. So it does it does kind of surprise me that the numbers are so low. But then I guess when I look at it, you know back through the realistic sort of, uh, I don't know, oh, right, real world, not my ideal world view, it's like, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, we've we've come a long way. Like, just two things that yeah. have happened in this decade uh, was the end yeah. of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which happened uh, December, tw- December uh, 22nd, 2010. Obama ended it, mm-hmm. uh, repealed that uh repealed that law and then the big thing and i remember this like i was like holy shit i never thought that this would happen like it just happened in obergefell versus hodges june 26 2015 the supreme court ruled it requires all states to issue marriage licenses to same sex same sex couples and to recognize same sex same sex marriages i don't know why i'm stumbling upon that same sex marriages validly performed in other jurisdictions which is like holy shit that just like like if you yeah. told if you would told a uh, uh, a queer or gay person like twenty years ago like hey man like in twenty fifteen right. you're gonna be able to get married and everybody in this fucking country has to recognize that I think they would be like get the right. fuck out of here Are you crazy do you see they just put out they just passed right. don't ask don't tell like it's like I mean yeah. I think I think we're coming a long way but there is obviously always still more work to do you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but it is it is nice to know that, like, despite struggles, that it seems like specifically the trans community is going through these days. It, it's... Yeah. I think we are making progress. How do you feel? I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would agree. I just, my, my concern with the way things are going right now mm-hmm. is that it's very much like the integration of the Italian and the Irish into quote unquote white society yeah where as long as we we will bring the next adjacent group in into our little safety umbrella mm-hmm. so long as you turn around and keep someone else out damn so, I never you know, I never thought about it that way but holy shit that's kind of fucking heavy yeah, and it's, it's, what concerns me is that we have started accepting mostly cis gay men, mm-hmm. although women as well, like the lesbian community as well, but mostly cis gay men, white men, yeah. are becoming much more acceptable in a variety of ways, which yeah. is wonderful, but only insofar as they pass the litmus test of, you know, good Christian, getting married, settling down, having a family, you know, you're as close to a heterosexual couple as possible, yeah. except you're gay. Yes, you know? very, very presentably safe. Uh, exactly. individuals, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 
So yeah. that doesn't, that, you know, it's good. It's good that we're making progress. It's good that that's acceptable. And I think it is a wonderful thing that people can get married now and all of that kind of stuff. But there are still so many strides that need to be made and so many people and groups in the community that are being swept under the rug and being left behind that I, you know, it is good to be reminded that good things are happening, you know, because it's, it's also very easy to look at it and say, well, it's not perfect. So yeah. Cynicism. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be a balance, you know, between like recognizing the good and, pushing for better yeah i uh it's very funny to me and i i i i hate to think of it like this but it it does feel like this is a branch of a larger issue uh this this progress that needs that is being made towards this community it feels like it's a branch of a larger issue that seems to be fundamentally uh at the heart of the culture war in this country right now it seems like there is this I hate to I, I I don't I hate to break it down political lines, but it feels like there's this conservative versus liberal slash progressive culture war that's going on. Yeah. And this is this is just another battlefront or another branch, like I said. And it does yeah. feel like it falls it is. along. It, it does feel like it falls along this rural versus urban thing. And like I was I was talking to my buddy about this over the weekend. And I was just like, it just feels like there's this like city versus you know kind of cosmopolitan metropolitan area versus like the rural and it's like and it it feels like the rest of the country is catching up to this like i think in the in major cities like in the burbs like it feels like we're, we're, we're kind of on the cutting edge of this but also like you have to convince like small town america and like rural america to bring it in I think I think there is. I don't know that it's necessarily as clear cut as yes, city uh, versus yeah, I'm, rural. I'm, I'm definitely versus, oversimplifying. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, but because you know, I look around. I look around even in Chicago, and you know, there's still so much like inequality, even in the city, even especially in the city. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's so easy to see the. The disparities mm-hmm. in the communities, and and you know, you have we have we have a few neighborhoods here in Chicago that are distinctly gay neighborhoods mm-hmm. that are so racist. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's terrible. And it, there there are so many communities here that you would think, okay, well, so this is this is a neighborhood that like. Has historically been a significantly gay community. Mm-hmm. They know disenfranchisement. They know what it means to be kept out. You'd think that when opportunities to enfranchise new generations or new people would come up, they'd be all over it. Mm-hmm. But they're not because you know it doesn't help property values or it's whatever. Yeah, you know. And that's just like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You know, if there's something that is changing across the board, I find, I've seen it particularly in theater and in the queer community, but, but for me, predominantly in theater, is, is a change in attitude from, well, I struggled, so you should struggle. Yeah. You know, to this idea that, like, 
this my struggle was bullshit like yes you know pursuing acting is gonna be a struggle period yeah that's that's just true but it doesn't have to have all of this extra crap on it yeah making it even harder and so i've been seeing a lot i don't want to say a lot but i've been seeing strides in that direction in both communities and Mm. that gives me hope more than anything else is the idea that people are really proactively trying to make a better world yeah just by making the, the people they surround themselves with better people you know, treating each other better. Another thing that gives Sorry. me hope. No, you're good. I was talking over you. I apologize again. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, well, another thing that gives me hope. And again, I don't really associate myself with teenagers. Uh, yeah. I, I tend to avoid them at all costs because I don't yeah. really care about their problems. They're terrifying. No, they're not terrifying. It's just like I, I just, I'm like, I'm like. Hey man, like I'm sure you're going through something real. I'm not invalidating your struggles, yeah. but I'm just like, hey man, we all got problems, dude. Like, come on now. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So, but I would say that from my from my very limited experience, maybe I'm dead wrong, but it feels I take hope in them, and I'm 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 very happy from mm-hmm. what I've seen of like how like there is obviously there will always be bullying no matter what because kids are right. awful, but like I do feel like they're. Like even more than our generation, they're embracing these different lifestyles more, and it's like that's yeah. a good sign. Like I'm happy to see that. Like you know, hey man, I don't think they even give a fuck yeah. if like uh, if their peers or their classmates are gay or bi or don't necessarily right. conform to like gender identity and stuff like that. It's like hey man, that that's that's good. That's 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 progress and work, man. Look at that. Look in like in, tw- in t- yeah. 10, 15 years when they're like a vote of like. Of like voting age and like drinking age and like they're adults in their twenties. Like, look, could you imagine how great things are going to be for them? And like, yeah. Uh, and the other thing is like, I think this is starting to happen, and I'm very, I'm happy to see it. But I don't, I still think it's lacking. And this is what I think the uh-huh. key is, uh, is media representation. Like, I really believe that yeah. like the key to welcoming to to uh, to getting people comfortable who don't necessarily experience yeah. these people on a regular basis is like. Media, like media, and I know media yeah, is fractured absolutely. more than ever. Like, right? Well, because for a lot of people, the media, television, movies is the only way that they see yeah. someone. Not necessarily that that those people don't exist yeah. in life on a daily basis that you come across, but not everyone is out. Yeah, you know, and there are a lot of people that you would never know are gay or bi or trans or whatever. And so you don't have that context to, to think about, oh, well, my friend Dan that I work with, yeah. you know, he's whatever he is, you know? So seeing, seeing stuff like, man, when, when they, when with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, when uh, Stephanie Beatriz's character uh, came out as bi, it was just like, holy shit, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I can I can't think of more than well right now just two characters on TV that are openly bisexual and have said the words I am bisexual and no one has like tried to say are you sure no yeah. you're not you know whatever and that's huge and for her to be such a badass yeah <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna bring up two things that I'm not trying to disrespect these shows, the creators, the people involved, or their fans, but I do think that 
like what you just said was so I, I like Queer Eye and RuPaul's Drag Race. Never watched either. I'm not yeah. claiming to be experts on this show or all, but I feel like while that the 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 fact that they exist is awesome, I do think that we need mm-hmm. to shift it more into not necessarily conforming to white cisgender heteronormative America, but I feel like if you make it a spectacle like that and make them i think you're buying into negative yeah. stereotypes i feel like you need to normalize it like not not conform it not change it just right. kind of normalize just it show people who are like every day living yeah. their lives and whatever. like have like yeah they just like and another big thing is you have to have i really believe this especially with the trans with trans like you have an anderson cooper who is gay you have ellen who is gay but for trans mm-hmm. uh people for trans americans i really think we need someone and this may be asking too much of an individual, but like I really think we need someone on a, ca- a news network or on the f- be the face of a television program. Like I really believe that's the right. key, and I think it's coming. We do so yeah. it is. There's a show. There's a show out right now called Pose. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of this. No, I have not. Um, and it is about uh, the New York ball scene. Balls being so RuPaul's Drag Race is based on. Um, ball culture, which is a queer uh, phenomenon mm-hmm. where people dress up and, you know, they have categories and they walk in competition. Yeah. It, it's sort of like a, it's it's kind of the queer version of, of Miss America, although there's all kinds of different categories. Like they have pageant queens that are, you know, they dress up and they wear the gowns and all that kind of stuff. And then there's different categories for all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. And so Pose is this show about that culture in New York in the 80s, the late 80s, early 90s, okay. um, right as the AIDS crisis was hitting New York. Yeah. There are a significant number of trans characters on the show that are played by trans actors and the gay characters are played by gay actors, and it's incredible. It is a gorgeous show, yeah. and it's really well done. And so that's awesome, you know? And there are more trans characters out there coming, like with Sensate and Orange is the New Black and whatever, Yeah. but I do agree that there just needs to, like, there just need to be trans characters in the world that are just, like, it's, it, it's not, the, the storyline doesn't revolve around their sexuality or Absolutely. their gender identity. Yeah, you don't and need, a, you don't need to lampshade it. You don't, you just, there they are. They just exist. They just yeah, exist, exactly. yeah. They exist. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree, I agree there. And I hate Definitely. to, I hate to be like, hey, community, you need to do this. Take it from me, I'm a white man, I know shit. But like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not trying to sound like well, that, but I. I think the community is trying, but it's, it's. It's hard to get your stuff out there published on television, whatever, if you don't have the backing. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, that's where the struggle comes in is like, where's the money come from? That's always, that's always the problem. Where does the money come from? So it's, it's coming. People are, some people are trying, um, but it's not. We're not quite there yet. It's, and one thing that yeah. I have seen more and more, at least in Chicago, in theater, is non-binary characters in shows. Yeah. And shows that use both non-binary actors and non-binary characters to just 
tell stories, you know, mm-hmm. without, without that being what it's about, or it's like their defining characteristic, it's just people. Yeah. And I totally and agree with you awesome. on the, I totally agree, I totally agree, that is awesome. Like, I, I think, and this is true of like all minority uh, representation, mm-hmm. it's all about investment. Like, I feel like, yeah. But what I what I what I really want to get across to people and anyone with money who may be listening to the show, first off, hey, throw some my way, I would appreciate it. But also, if you're gonna invest it in someone who deserves it, uh, I right. think like yeah, you. It seems so obvious to me, like as a me, like if yeah. I was a head of a media company or something like that. This is an un, a largely untapped market. I feel like. Right. It's begging for this, and it's like you—if you just put some money into it, you may fuck up royally. Right. You may. Who? Know, I don't know. I don't know shit about money. I've never had money in my life. But what I'm saying right. is, like, <laughs> if you invest in it, I would like to believe the odds are in your favor because I feel like this community is just—and you well, don't even need to make it about this community. Just make it about this community and the people not in this community. Just normalize it. I feel like there's a. There is a untapped well there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And part of part of the issue is anyone who is in a marginalized population mm-hmm. has to prove themselves twice as hard with half the opportunity. And people like at the highest level are like, "Well, I don't know if we can rely on this person. Like, they just don't have the credit that this guy over here does." Well, this guy over here only has that credit because, like. His uncle was this person, and so he started here, and then, yeah. you know, he was white dude number 12, and so they were like, <laughs> well, I mean, sure, why not, you know? White dude number 12 was my nickname in high school, if anyone was curious. Alex can back <laughs> me up on this. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so let's sh- shift gears a little bit. Uh, like, uh-huh. recently, it, it, it is Pride Month. The whole reason, not the whole reason, I love talking to you. Yes. I talk to you, I think I talk to you, like, almost every day, like, through text message. But anyway, yeah. what I'm saying is like uh, the reason I had you on is because it is it is Pride Month. June is Pride Month and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. uh, I, I did want to you know I did want to talk about it while it was Pride Month. Uh, but unfortunately, recently like there was this whole kerfuffle about like the Trump administration not allowing the Pride flags uh, being yeah. flown on like Pride Day at the beginning of the month and stuff. Uh, but so I wanted to ask you like uh, fuck that guy and. You know, fuck Mike Pence as well. Fuck them both. But, like, so what are you looking forward to as a member of this community in the 2020 candidates? How do you feel about Pete Buttigieg? I hope I pronounced that right. But, like, I feel like it's like, ooh, he's so – he's gay, but he's not, yeah, like, flamboyantly gay. Yeah, so, like – He's real shiny. He's, he's really – he speaks Norwegian. It's like, okay, that's cool. What is his, yeah. What are his policies? What are his qualifications? I don't think mayor of South Bend necessarily – Right. You know how to run a country, but I ain't sure. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel about Buttigieg and the 2020 candidates? What 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 issues are you want do you want them to embrace? What issues do I like? Yeah, I was, I was saying like what issues do you think related to the LGBT community? What issues do you think need to be embraced by these candidates? Huh. Well, reproductive rights for sure. Yeah. Like hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, and. I, Reproductive rights, healthcare in general, yeah. um, mental health stuff in particular, and yeah, like the education and housing issues that this country has are ludicrous. You know, there's there's 
there's little to no help for the people who need it most. Yeah, the inequality, and, yes. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know, man, there's, there's so many it, things. It's They're a loaded question. Them. It's a loaded question. I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, that's, yeah, it's fine. It's, I mean, you should, like, people are like, well, what are the LGBTQ issues? Like, yeah, okay, marriage and, like, protection against um, being able to be fired for your sexual sexuality or gender identity or whatever, and absolutely yeah. those are major issues because it's still legal in many states to fire someone for those things, yep. or it's not illegal to do so, yeah. I should say. Um, but the other thing is, all issues are LGBTQ issues because the LGBTQ population is a part of the country. <laughs> you know, we all deal with mental health, we all deal with like inflation and, and cost of living. Everybody needs a job, that, man. Everybody fucking needs jobs. Right. Everybody needs a job. God, I wish we didn't. I wish oh we could figure only. out how to, you know, do things so that people didn't have to work grueling hours to barely make their lives function. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I really like. To be honest, the past couple of months, I have been so head down whatever with between the show and I just started a new job in April as well and yeah. I'm moving in the end of June so I haven't like <laughs> since maybe March I haven't really been paying attention to what's going on politically much yeah. aside from the fact that like no one is paying enough attention to the female candidates and maybe we should stop supporting white men running for president because we haven't elected a white male president since Bill Clinton as a Democrat. Yeah. So maybe that played out now. Let's try something new. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, I think that the two biggest things that seem to be going on because we're like slowly but surely working our way to the primary and like yeah. uh, is the, just the fact that like it's like I feel like the th- the two big thing the three big things are like holy shit there are a lot of people running on the Democratic ticket. Trump yep. needs to be impeached and like you know he'll tweet something random and we might go to a war with Ira- Iran. Like it's like right. Jesus Christ, dude! Like this is fucking what? But the but yeah. the, but the yep. de- yeah the Democratic uh, candidates thing. I just it's just I I really. <sighs> I, 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 what I would say is, uh, uh, just me speaking, uh, yeah. not a member of the community, but like I would say that I just hope that they don't feel they need to downplay their support of the uh, LGBT community or any community to appeal to mass to the to America as a whole to right. the masses. Like I really, that's what I yeah. think they should strive for and. Because, like, you, you think about Obama. Obama was not when – he, when he got elected uh, all those many moons yeah. ago, he was not in support of gay marriage. He, he didn't publicly nope. support it. And it took him a while because he realized yep. – I think he said he, – David Axelrod, just a little anecdote here. David Axelrod wrote mm-hmm. in one of his books that, like, hey, Obama was lying when he said he didn't support it. But he, he wasn't really convincing, but he wanted to, but he just didn't think it was politically opportune, which that's a whole other issue. But, yeah, he, I think he right. always wanted to, but he realized, hey, man – Motherfuckers in Kansas aren't really going to be fucking with me if like they're not if they're going to be like, hey, I can't win some independent voters that way. So I really right. hope that we don't regress on that. It doesn't look like it. Yeah. Uh, but I really hope they embrace 
the diversity yeah. of the liberal yeah. side and the progressive side and not yes. necessarily try and be like, hey, guys, let's be generalized. Like, it's like, right. no. I think, and that's the thing yeah. is, like, all the people who are like, anybody blue or anybody but Trump. Yeah. yeah. But you, the reason that, the reason that the people, the progressives that were so happy about won, yeah. won because they had platforms, because they had specific policies, because they had like clear goals not just hey i'm not this other guy you know yeah there are a lot of there are a lot of older people that i have seen out in the out in the social media sphere talking about like we can't be divisive we can't you know cut down any candidate any democratic candidates you gotta support everyone i'm like no (laughs) i mean no we don't you know like Yes, I want I want a Democrat. I do not want Trump to win re-election, you know. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that we can't be have critical thought. Yeah. Or or think about the things that we care about or voice concern. Yeah. Because if we don't do that, then these people think that it's fine. Yeah. You know, then like they barely listen to the general population anyway. You're going to give up another chance to make your opinion heard? Why? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, that, isn't that what a primary is for? To nitpick? And, like, all right. these candidates exactly. generally have the same, like, policy goals and, like, agendas? It's like, exactly. so now you have to find, now you have to nitpick and you have to get in the weeds. Because it's like, hey, guys, we're trying to pick the best and strongest candidate here to, like, to win and push mm-hmm. these issues and policies. It's like... You know, like, you have to pick. Like, we have to pick. And guess what? That You have to make a choice. And guess what? That requires some, like, selection here. (laughs) A selective process. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I I really look forward to the day, though. Like, I don't know if Buttigieg is legit or not. I don't really fucking care this early in the game. But, like, I I generally am looking forward to the day when we have a uh, non-heterosexual, you know, I, I, hell, yeah. I'd like a. I would just like a woman in the office, but like I am also looking forward to a non-heterosexual being in the White House because I feel like that's gonna be like right. a, that's gonna be like a holy shit. What yeah. this oh, is happening oh. right now, kind of moment. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, I don't want to discredit the fact that he's running and that he has a platform, and you know, yeah. that he is to be considered as a viable candidate. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Personally, I do not like him, but that's not you know that's a, that's a separate thing. You know, yeah. it is it is momentous to see that this is happening. However, not my favorite. Yeah. You know, it, and that's fine. Like, doesn't have to be. Yeah, and you're 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 not in you're not he's he you're not high on him because you know uh, of his person of of the fact that he's married to another man or you know he's a he's a homosexual but like right. you're, you're you're like no i just don't generally i just don't generally agree this dude is qualified or you know i don't necessarily agree with them and all this stuff so i think there are better candidates right. out there so i think that's the ultimate goal it's like man fuck all this like personal baggage can we just talk about the policies here like can we just exactly. talk about if this dude will get the job it doesn't done? matter you know it doesn't matter if it's a woman presenting it or a man or a gay man or a trans woman or a trans man or a black woman or a black man or whatever yeah if the ideas are good and beneficial and helpful, 
great. But I, I do have to agree with you up top. It would be nice to see, like, a non-white guy. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I, we're, we're not going to get into the pro- candidates here. But I would say, like, people who are like, Joe Biden might be our strongest, our best bet. I'm like, can we not oh, elect Can we not elect a 70-year-old white guy? Like, can we please not? Right. Like, there's, like, there's Still even younger white guys. There are, there are right. younger white women. Right. Like, there are black women in this race. Like, why, why, are we, why are we latching on to the old white guy? Like, I'm like, okay, let's right. let's not. Let's not do that. I don't think I could get behind that. But we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this has been a great conversation, Alex. I really, really appreciate it, man. This was uh, this was pretty dope. Um, I feel like we, uh, we had another yeah. great conversation about a very complicated uh, topic. Yeah. Uh, any, of topics, really. Yeah, so we hopped all over the place, but that's what we do on the show. Uh, yeah. Any uh, closing yeah. remarks before we get into the questions? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, happy pride. <laughs> yeah, happy pride, man. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm very happy. Like I, I'm not trying to. This is another. Okay, just as an aside, I never heard of this phrase until recently. Virtue signal. Okay. Like I've never heard oh, of that until yeah. like very recently, and I'm like, yeah. so. I'm not allowed to like say like nice things because I generally believe well, nice things. Like, is that the thing? But no, like, it's virtue signaling. Is I mean that more comes in when you're when you're fucking when Pepsi is putting oh yeah, yeah. rainbow flags on their yeah. on their advertisements, but they're also putting Cubs logos and shit on their advertisements when the owner of the Cubs is a massive Trump supporter yeah. and is giving him millions of dollars in a huge platform like yeah. that's virtue but what I was going to say is that I genuinely love diversity like I know like that's, yeah. that's not this hot take here but like I genuinely love it and I genuinely love diversity out there like I think I'm a pretty boring yeah. average normal person as far as like demographics go here but like I do sure. love like part of the reason I love being from New Orleans is I think that includes a certain oh, yeah. aptitude of like celebrating diversity and yeah. Uh, not to say that New Orleans doesn't have work to do in that department, but hey, man, we're no, better than most. Right. So what I'm saying is, like, I genuinely love being around different people. And I just love the fact yeah. that, like, hey, man, we're not all boring versions of me. Right, we're not I all love, the same. I love, I love the fact that there, there's a Latino trans sexual person who, you know, is non-binary or whatever. It doesn't matter, man. I don't fucking care. Like, I'm just glad that they exist. I'm just happy that they're, they're, they exist. They're, they're getting more freedoms and more respect and more appreciation by the day. And I just, it's a happy thought. Like, it's not all shit. Life isn't all shit. Like, there are things to celebrate in this world. And I think diversity and inclusivity are, are a couple of them. Yeah, I would agree. So that's the Mr. Rogers moment of the show. Gotta have at least one. Yeah, gotta have at least one. Are you ready to do these questions? Yeah. Uh, thank you again for being on, man. I really do appreciate it. I know that you were gung ho to do this, and I just, I, I still appreciate it. You know. Yeah. For uh, sure. It's a good. It was a good chat. Um. Okay. So, volume four questions. Okay. All right. As a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? An actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm that's, glad that somebody. <laughs> The word go. <laughs> I, I'm glad somebody I knew who want, like fulfilled the childhood dream there. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. Working on it. I mean, hey man, you're you're in you're you're the lead of, of a show right now. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's, that's yeah, great, man. Uh, 
what, was there anything specific that got you there, or you just were like, this is what I want to do? college and she just she really instilled in all of us the love of performance and and dressing up and you know costumes and all that I mean how New Orleans Mardi Gras like what do yeah. you you're not gonna dress up sure um so it it some of my earliest memories are forcing my brothers to reenact Harry Potter scenes with me <laughs> from the books that they had never read because nice. I wanted to do it. <laughs> so, so, so you were actor. You were actor director in that one, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's very sweet. I believe I actually played Fox <laughs> for one of those scenes. That's nice, man. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I went through a few things. Like I think I've mentioned, I wanted to be a jet fighter pilot i wanted to be a meteorologist there was one time i wanted to be a cop but like i still haven't necessarily figured out what i want to do with my life uh i'm doing one yeah. thing but i don't know if that's what i'll do for the rest of my life but i'm glad to hear that you're doing what you what the goal was i'm glad you're in the field you know thanks anyway so okay so it's if you acknowledge yeah yeah it is, it's awesome man it's really cool uh Okay, yeah. so if you came into a large sum of money, say you won the Powerball, the lottery, whatever, and right. you know you paid off all your debts, you, you set up all your trust, you set up all your bank accounts, you know, all your investment funds and all that shit, uh, what's the first big thing you'd buy, man? What would you do with it? Probably a house. Yeah. Honestly. Big old, you know, big old house mansion, or are you talking about like a high-rise apartment? What are you, What are you talking about here? I I think like. Like some kind of, you know, St. Charles Avenue mansion kind of thing. Yeah. But so that my friends could have places to live, <laughs> you know? Just, like just create this giant artist community that, yeah. like, I'll have the top floor and that's my space and, like, I can disappear there and, you know, not interact with people when I need to be alone. Yeah. But also have, like, this space that my friends can come and, and be in and, you know... Yeah. yeah. Have a nice bed to sleep in and pretty much start like an and artist boarding house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. That's awesome, man. Like, I think that's, I think it's either that I would do something similar to that or I would uh, go on a trip. Like, just go be gone for a month. Yeah, you know? travel. Travel. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what chore do you absolutely hate doing? Uh, most of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I hate putting away laundry. I don't mind doing laundry, mm-hmm. but like the actual act of putting the clean laundry away, it's just like so, it's so frustrating because I just want it to be done. I've already spent two and a half hours, maybe three hours, depending on the dry cycle, you know, going through all this shit. Now I got to spend another half an hour or more folding things and hanging things and putting them back so I can take them off the hangers and unfold them. So you so you go to a uh, so you go to a laundromat is that is that what I'm hearing? Well, no, I have I have uh, in unit right now, which is great, but okay. See, I just asked because like like I, I you're not the first person I've asked that question and like who's given that response. I, it's laundry yeah. never bothered me, man. I find laundry oddly therapeutic. Like I find it very relaxing and calming. Like it's like it's just so. 
like the process of like folding clothes and like hanging up clothes yeah. it's don't get me wrong there are days where i'm like man fuck i don't want to do that but like when i'm ready right. to do it i just feel like it's like so methodical i guess that's t- how i feel about dishes really yeah yeah because i can like put in my headphones or like put on a show or whatever and just let that run in the background and i sit there and i just do the dishes yeah and then it's clean and it's like I did this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about dishes. Uh, the only thing I hate doing is bathrooms. Like, I hate cleaning bathrooms so goddamn much. Like, I'm like, please, someone else do this for me. I don't want to have to do this. Uh, okay, that's it. That's great, man. Okay, so what's your uh, what's a favorite What's your favorite candy bar or snack? Oh. Okay. My snack, like junk food snack, would be the... the uh, honey barbecue Frito twisty things. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, those things, and then they candy go, bars. They go great with a sandwich. They really go great with a yeah, sandwich. Right? Yeah, they're just good. So, what was your what was your yeah. candy bar? I didn't hear it. I'm sorry, I talked over you. That's right. Uh, Snickers, I caramel peanuts, Ooh. whatever chocolate. Good great. choice. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. A, a classic. Yeah. Fun, funny thing about Snickers, though, is, like, if you gave me a Snickers bar, I'd be like, eh, I, I'm all right. But if you gave me, like, a bowl of the fun size Snickers, I would eat the entire yeah. bowl. That's so weird, isn't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm along with you. Okay. Uh, I, I think I know what your best school subject was, but, okay, so what was your best and worst school subject? Best was English. Okay. And worst was math. <laughs> That that seems to be the uh, stereotypical like left brain right brain kind of nonsense like pseudo psychology and yep. stuff like that. It seems to break down about. I figured theater because you you were in theater well, in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I see that is a theater is just so separate from like my education. Yeah, academic. That I don't okay. even really. Yeah. 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 Like I I studied it absolutely, and we did like theater yeah. history and stuff like that, but. I don't know. It was always just so much fun yeah. that it never seemed like school. Yeah, it didn't feel like work. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did you, uh, for the record, you were in NOCA, right? Yeah, I was, yep. Oh, you smarty pants. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you think you're better than me? <laughs> like, no. two people, like, like so many people who may be listening to this, like, so few of them got that joke. Uh, so... <laughs> That was a that was a little bit of a Ben You're Franklin. Welcome. That was an inside joke right there. Anyway, yeah, uh, niche, 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 very niche. Okay, so what's the best vacation you've ever taken? And it could be, you know, you don't. It could be the most recent. You don't have to like go like, oh, I was five and I went to Disney World. Like whatever, it's all good. I would say a couple years ago, I went to Israel on a birthday trip. Oh, nice. Um, and I know that there's a lot of controversy about Israel and about the idea of birthright in general and particularly about the LGBTQ aspect of some birthright trips which is the one that I went on Okay. Um, but for me what I took away from it was here is a group of 20 something random strangers yeah. who the, the only thing that we have in common is that we are part of this community we, we are part of two very small communities in the yeah. world. And when you, you know, isolate down to religious slash ethnicity and then also queer, that shrinks a lot. Yeah. And it was just 
it was it was so wonderful because for the first time I felt totally at home and accepted in a queer environment mm-hmm. and it it really helps me to recognize the aspects of myself that I had forgotten were positive qualities or things that like appeal to others or or made me an interesting and good person you know like the empathy and the humor and all that kind of stuff like it was just such an accepting open trip that it made me able to be more myself Mm-hmm. And since I since I went on that trip, like I really feel better at being myself, and better at better at being myself without being defensive about being myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, like people say, "This is who I am," as opposed to "What? This is me." You know? Yeah. That's great, man. Um, that sounds that sounds wonderful. Uh, you're actually yeah. the third or fourth person i've heard uh who's gone on a birthright trip and uh you know everyone i've talked to about it like going on one of those trips are like it's amazing it got me in touch with a part of myself that i didn't know was there and i was like i'm just like i'm like i'm jealous i'll be i'll be the first one i'm not jealous i'm envious because i'm like god damn that sounds like that sounds like one of these like spiritual awakening things or just like personal awakening things i'm just like I, I don't yeah. really have that, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for y'all. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think I know the answer to this one, but I'll let you go anyway. Uh, would you <laughs> rather speak all languages? Would you rather have, no, be be able to speak all languages, or would you rather be able to speak to to all animals? Animals. Yeah, I can figure out how to communicate with people. Like we can, we can make it work. We'll figure it out. Like Google Translate exists. You know, <laughs> not perfect, but it exists. Yeah. But like, I want to know what Ajax is thinking. Yeah. And he can kind of tell me. And it's you know, after thirteen years, I I know, but I don't know. Let me let me ask you a random weird question. If he could speak, what do you think his voice would sound like? Well, he sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> So he sounds like Eeyore, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little Eeyore. That's awesome, man. I I I figured because I know you how big, how much you adore your dog, and like, I just uh, I I think I'd go the languages thing because no disrespect to the mighty Ajax here, uh, but I honestly I don't think I don't feel that all animals would be that interesting. I feel like they would be like very simple. So I'm like, eh. I feel like, you know, knowing all languages would be more versatile. And I'd be like, oh, man, this is very helpful. But knowing all animals, I'd be like, oh, that's novel. But I think I'd get tired of it. So <laughs> that's just me. That's fair. I'm not a big animals guy. What can I say? Uh, no. Okay. Another good question. Uh, would you rather have unlimited pizza or unlimited tacos for life? Tacos. Damn straight. Damn straight. Yeah. Yeah, you can, there's so many options. There's well, so many options. Well, I would, in defense of the pizza camp here, like I've heard people who've answered this say, like, "Oh, there's plenty of options on pizza too." It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess there are. But, but at like, the end of the day, it's still like, I don't know. Yeah, cheese, cheese is the issue. There doesn't yeah. have to be 
cheese on tacos. Absolutely, you read my goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> but just work. Okay, working under the premise, you could eat cheese like successfully without like dietary issues or gastrointestinal issues or anything like that. Would you? Would that change your answer at all? No. Yeah, me neither. No. <laughs> Pizza and fish tacos are so good. Shrimp, fried shrimp tacos are like one of my favorite Ugh, things yes. ever. Like some, some a little bit of maybe some red cabbage and some like. Oh, I'm, okay, we're not. We can't do this. I'm about to like, about to like <laughs> talk about like going to like this deep, deep dive on fish tacos. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm very curious about this one. Um, if you had to sing karaoke, you know you were forced to sing karaoke. What song would you pick? Let's get down to business <laughs> from Mulan. That's yes. I actually have that on. I didn't know that was Donny Osmond for years. I didn't know who that that, that was right? Donny Osmond. I'm like, holy right? shit! I, like I downloaded it or I got it on my phone to listen to, and I was like, yeah. shit, that's that's fucking Donny Osmond. Yep. That song goes yep. hard every single goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you don't super have to be able to sing in order to do it. Like, it helps. Yeah. yeah. But it's also most, like, you can speak sing it. Yeah. So. And I think you need, but you need a backup. Because, like, you need, like, when the chorus yeah. part goes, and it's like, we are men. Well, also, like, have, have you ever been around when people don't join in on Let's Get Down to Business? Dog, that song. Like, it gets me amped. Like, a Disney song should not yes. get you as amped that well. Like, I was like. It gets me like, especially when the when when it becomes like an acapella and the and the, the chorus is going and it's like I'm just yeah. like fucking right. I want to like do push-ups right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, right? You're ready. Oh, it's such a good. God damn, that song's awesome. Okay, that's that's also such a '90s thing. Like I don't think like kids like these yeah. days are like Mulan. What the fuck? Maybe when they do their live action right. Mulan and they bring it back, they'll like get into it. But like I'm but like they're damn. not doing songs. They're not doing the oh, song. Oh, see, now that's a bummer. Because that song is a I classic. Know. Like, that I song. No. They can't just do that one song. Like, everybody's looking forward to that one song, man. Come on. I know. Anyway. And also, like, the trailer, they were playing. They were doing the Street Rat scene, and they're not playing Street Rat. Yeah. I didn't even bother with Aladdin. I was like, why? There's nothing yeah. for that. There's nothing for me in that film. Like, I don't care. Like, it's. No. No. It's good. No. Uh, but I might go see Lion King. I haven't made up my mind yet. I don't know about that one. We'll yeah, see. Okay, last question. I'll get yeah. you out of here. I know you've had a long day, and I really, again, appreciate you coming on. Okay, so if you had the entire world's attention for only 30 seconds, you know, some magical way you get every conscious being's attention for 30 seconds, uh, what would you say, Alex? Just be nice to each other. <laughs> like... Stop being so judgy and try to understand each other. Yeah. You know, have yeah. empathy. Yeah, I think the key is you're more alike. Y'all, we're all more alike than we realize. Like yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's like... It's not that serious. Like, it's just like, can we, can we all just, like, get along, man? Like, I know that's been, like, the yeah. question that's been asked of our species for, like, since the dawn of time. Like, can't we all just get along, man? But, like... Yeah. But I think that is, I think that is some, yeah, I think I would, if I had that, if I had that opportunity as well, I think I'd say something very yeah. similar. Like, hey, man, just don't be a dick. Like, you don't need to be a dick, man. Like, hey, man, I know someone yeah. is a dick to you. You don't need to be a dick back. Like, don't take it out on anyone. Like, just kind of just, like, yeah. realize, like, hey, man, there are dicks out there. You don't have to be a dick. You don't have to, like, keep the cycle going. <laughs> yeah. 
Worry about yourself and just relax. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like I've said absolutely 20 times If anyone uh, on this episode. <laughs> like if anyone's doing a drinking game, I'm sorry I've killed your liver. But uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for us tonight, man. Thank you for doing this again. Uh, this will go out Wednesday. Uh, I guess I will just talk to you later on in, you know, text message or social media because, like, yep. like, again, we for whatever reason, we just talk, like, almost every day about or we're sending something to each other usually me because yep. i have so much free time on my hand i just send memes and shit to you all the time yep. and give memes, my memes memes. <laughs> memes 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 and give my best to ajax man i hope he's uh hope he's doing all I well will. um okay yeah. guys that's gonna do it for us thank you for listening like subscribe share whatever you know all that influencer bullshit uh so, <laughs> uh, if you like it, uh, feel free to reach out on social media. I'm on the pod is on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Alex, if you would like to be contacted as well, fucking contact Alex, man. She's out there too. She's out in these streets. Uh, it's she's pretty yeah. awesome online too as well. So, uh, yeah. So that's it. <laughs> All right. All right. I hope you have a great evening, and you know, keep me up to date with the show, man. I'd love to hear more about it, like you know, later on. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Night.